Hey everyone, and welcome to Hot Messy Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. I thought it'd be fun to get together for a minute for a hot, messy minute as we've had so much news from Bravo and Not Bravo release this week that I'm kind of flustered. Like I'm kind of like, what the hell is going on? Now, before we get started, you know what to do. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell so you don't miss anything we have coming up. Also, if you'd like to listen to Hot Messy Podcast audio, you can head on over to Apple or Spotify or Google Podcasts, wherever you get your shows, and you can listen to us there ad-free. All right, guys, we have to jump in for a hot, messy minute. Now listen, this is my opinion, okay? Capital O, opinion. If you want to leave yours, I would love, love, love to read your comments in the comment section below. So leave it there. Also, please be respectful. I know some of you don't like my opinions, but be respectful. If you can't be respectful and you can't restrain yourself from leaving a shitty comment, it's okay. I forgive you. It's fine. It's fine. It's 2023. It's about forgiveness. (laughs) All right. Let's jump straight in here because we are we only have a minute and we have a lot of news to cover. So Southern Charm star Catherine Dennis is now exiting Southern Charm after eight seasons. <sighs> How do I feel about this? How do you feel about that? Can you imagine Southern Charm without Catherine Dennis? In my opinion, I can. Now listen, I didn't really f- feel like Last season, she was jiving with the rest of the cast, and I really didn't enjoy watching her and the way she treated her boyfriend at the time, Caleb. I just thought she was a bit dramatic, and not in a, not in a good reality TV show kind of way dramatic, but when you leave your own party and you yell at your boyfriend who's trying to stop you and get you to come back and enjoy the party, that was one of the episodes from last season, I just feel like... Girl, I don't know. I don't know. Now, allegedly, Catherine had problems showing up for filming, and she had a bit of a diva attitude. If that's true, we don't know. Could I imagine that being true? A hundred percent. But she's not my cup of tea, but we wish her the best. I mean, after eight seasons of toxicity, drama, and fun, we wish her the best, especially with that ongoing custody battle with Thomas Ravenel former cast member of Southern Charm. I just wish her the best of luck. Will we see her back? I don't think so. Is Southern Charm okay without her? Absolutely. All right, guys, some other big news uh, kind of going around. Speaking of fired and, and exits, Lisa Renna announced her exit from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Some people say she was fired. Some people say she was fired? Question mark. Other people say she exited. Now, I don't know if she quit or if she was fired. Some people say that she was in negotiations for a $2 million contract with Bravo, which I don't really see happening. I'm going to think and I'm going to say that maybe your contract was over. A lot of people don't like you right now and you need to take a break. Now, do I hope to see Lisa run it back? Of course, I think she's fantastic television. I think she is a fantastic shitster. Um, But this did prompt Erica Girardi when she was approached by TMZ in a parking garage to say that she is worried about the future of the show without Lisa Renna. And that Lisa Renna 
is the GOAT of Beverly Hills. And for those of you who don't speak millennial, GOAT means greatest of all time. I just learned it myself. Kind of embarrassed for not knowing, but that's what happens. Um, She also called Lisa Vanderpump a coward because there has been talk of a Lisa Vanderpump return. I have to disagree with Erica Girardi here too, because the show, The Housewives of Beverly Hills was fine before Erica and Lisa, and it will be fine without Erica and Lisa, no matter what. This leaves us with a void in the cast, a huge void and an opening for a key player to come back. And that key player that everyone is talking about right now is Lisa Vanderpump. Actually, she is talking about it herself and that she might want to return. If you can read through her cryptic messages on Twitter and Instagram, you can see that. If you can also read Kyle Richards' cryptic messages on her Instagram stories, I don't know what she was trying to say, but she did post on her Instagram stories some footage of season nine of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with her and Lisa having a good time. Now, is that an olive branch? Is that an open invitation to, we would love to have you back on the show? What is that? And do you think Lisa Vanderpump will come back to the show? I have thoughts. Um, You know, Adam and I used to work for Lisa Vanderpump for a long time. And one memory that I have is when we were getting Tom Tom ready to open, we were doing the flowers and putting tablecloths on and and everything with her. And we were talking to her about the show. And she said, I'm too busy to go back and deal with that. I have so much going on. Now, this is a few years ago. This is after, of course, the death of her brother, the unfortunate death of her brother. And I think her mind was just settled on no. We have to remember that she has three very successful restaurants to run. Sir, my old stomping grounds, Pump, and Tom Tom. She also has two restaurants in Sin City, Vanderpump Garden and Lounge, and Vanderpump à Paris, the Paris Vanderpump experience at the Paris Hotel on the Las Vegas Strip. She has, what else? Oh, an interior design company with her business partner, Nick Elaine, who designed Tom Tom, Vanderpump Lounge and Garden, and Vanderpump à Paris. She has Vanderpump Wines with her famous Vanderpump Rosé, LVP Sangria, a Cabernet, a Chardonnay. Oh, and she's an executive producer and stars in her own show, Vanderpump Rules, on Bravo. Oh, and she is a new grandmother of her grandson, Theodore, who is Pandora's newborn. So she's busy. She's actually so busy that I would love to see her life again. I would love to see her back on our screens. And I think I'm with 85% of you who want Lisa Vanderpump back. Now comment below and let us know if you want to see Lisa Vanderpump back. I think the other 15% doesn't like her, doesn't enjoy her humor, understand her accent, where she's coming from. I mean, blah, blah, blah. I've heard it all but I really think we will see a Lisa Vanderpump return. I mean, we have to. And I think Lisa Vanderpump is a very smart woman. And if the right opportunity at the right time presented itself, I'm sure she would take it. 
she's being very cryptic right now on how she feels about that. But yes, it would be amazing to see her back. I mean, the ball is in her court. Now, another potential key player that we could see back that people are kind of, she's a polarizing figure, don't get me wrong, is uh, Brandy Glanville. And like her or not, someone at NBC likes her. I mean, look, she's been on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Celebrity Apprentice, The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. She's currently appearing on Traders. Um, she is going back on The Real Housewives of Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4, which films in just a few weeks in Marrakesh. I know that Beverly Hills is supposed to start filming in the next few weeks, in the next month. But remember, Ultimate Girls Trip doesn't film very long. There is still an opportunity for her to come back and still join Beverly Hills, either as a friend or as a full-time cast member. Now, both Lisa and Brandy have unfinished business with that group of women. Both Lisa Vanderpump and Brandy Glanville have unfinished business with each other. I would love to see them come back together. I would love to see how Lisa deals with Kyle Richards how she would be if Kathy Hilton's around because Kathy Hilton and Lisa Vanderpump have been friends for a very long time. Sometimes I even think that Kathy Hilton likes Lisa Vanderpump better than she does Kyle. <laughs> so I don't know. I would love to see her new flourishing friendship with Garcelle. As you guys know, Garcelle's son is appearing on Vanderpump Rules this season and we'll see a lot of them. I don't think she'd be bothered with Sutton. Um, but then we come to Dorit. How would Lisa deal with Dorit and especially PK, her longtime friend and confidant? It would be interesting. You know, season eight, I think, of uh, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills popped up on my Peacock the other day. And I started watching it. And I was like, wow, this was really good. I remember these episodes. I remember looking forward to these episodes. I remember... It just feeling a little more opulent. I mean, minus Teddy, right? <laughs> but I don't think she was... Was she on that season? I can't remember. Um, but it was just a little more opulent. And even just watching Lisa and Ken sit at their house, Villa Rosa, have a, having a glass of wine, talking about their dogs, their dog foundation, their dog documentary. It, it was just like... It was so interesting. It was far more interesting than what we have seen play out in the past two seasons of Beverly Hills. So we shall see. Whew. Who do you think Bravo should not have gotten rid of? Lisa Renna, Catherine Dennis, Teddy Mellencamp. <laughs> Leave a comment below and let us know who you think was the worst let go of Bravo. Now, let me sidestep here and just talk about Below Deck because I love Below Deck and every Tuesday night Josh and I take over Up and Adam's channel to do Anchor Watch and we recap Below Deck and talk all about Below Deck news but I was going through Twitter and it seems like people feel that Fraser who is the new chief stew our first gay chief stew on Below Deck is kind of MIA on the boat and that he's so good at his job that he doesn't make good television. Now, I beg to differ, and I still think it's too early to make that call. I think we're going to have Fraser along for the ride for a couple of seasons. I think he's here to stay. And I think we're going to see him evolve 
and kind of change and mature into that TV personality. That is my thoughts. Now, let me share two more thoughts. First of all, on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, we just got the finale this week. It was a very... It was a very odd finale. What a weird way to end a show, especially only three seasons in. We only got 12 episodes. And then the finale wrapped in like, what, 20 minutes? And then the last 35, 40 minutes were about Jen going, Jen Shaw going to her trial in New York, pleading guilty, how the women feel after. And I just feel like, what are we going to talk about at the reunion? Because we know what's happening with Jen. We know she got sentenced to six and a half years in prison. What we don't know is what's happening with the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, especially moving forward for season four. Now, if you talk to Andy Cohen, Andy Cohen says, oh, you guys will be so excited. We have a great cast. Uh, We're going to start filming in a few weeks. If you look anywhere else, some of the ladies don't even know if they're coming back to the show. And they seem to have trouble casting the show currently and we've even heard rumors of them going on a potential pause for a minute while they figure out what the hell they're going to do now you can't be mad at andy cohen for saying everything is great you can't be mad at andy cohen for saying we you know we wish lisa renna the best we can't wait to have her back we wish we had her he has to say these things he is the executive producer of all of the housewife shows okay so you won't catch andy cohen saying something bad, especially before a season comes out, before a reunion comes. It's just always a letdown, right? When Andy says, oh, you won't be disappointed with this reunion, I ask the real questions, and then we get to the reunion, and it sucks, and then it goes on three more parts than it should. You know, it just kind of, ugh, I don't know. But you can't be mad at him. If you want to watch Andy Cohen at his best, you have to watch Watch What Happens Live. Um, I don't know if he's always at his best. He might have had a little drink or two before going on air because that is his show and not CNN's New Year's. But that is where you can hold Andy Cohen accountable for the things he asks because he has the guests in front of them. And usually what he's talking about has already transpired. I hope you get my drift here. Now, I'm curious to see moving forward the new friendships that might develop in The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and the friendships that might come back together. Heather Gay recently um, has now turned on Jen completely, uh, which, uh, what can she do? She needs to save her job and she needs to move on and find new partnerships, friendships, and, and teammates in her show, right? So she quickly followed her old friend and cousin, Whitney Rose, back on Instagram. Whitney replied with, oh, now you're going to follow me now that your ride or die is going to prison? (sighs) The thing here is that we have to remember, the finale just aired. Heather just followed Whitney. But they did film The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip in Thailand together. And I heard through the grapevine, (laughs) that there was some kind of friendship reconciliation. So I don't know if the friendship break is over. If Whitney is posting this now and then later, she'll be like, oh, we had such a great time in Thailand that we made up. I don't know what it's going to be. I do have to ask, though, how do we feel about Salt Lake City? Because the first season, it had my interest. It had my attention. And then the second season was good. And the third season just bombed. 
And this is a city where people didn't expect for housewives to be. I personally think it's one of the most exciting housewife cities that you could have housewives in. I just don't think they have their casting down. I don't. I don't. Well, let's end on housewives for a minute. Okay. Earlier this week, I did a live covering Harry's 60 minutes interview. Some of the mistruths that they spoke in the Oprah interview and just kind of trying to ask if we believe Harry as a reliable narrator, if we can believe what he says, because he does kind of, you know, lie about little things like white lies, right? Um, let me give you an example. Uh, just the other night, uh, he was talking about being a big fan of TK Maxx, which is the UK equivalent of TJ Maxx, and that he loves their annual sale, their once a year sale that they have. Um, that was interesting. Wait, let me see. Give me a second. Hi, TK Maxx. Do you guys have an annual once a year sale? Oh, no. Oh, you're just like TJ Maxx where everything is discounted. It's kind of like a last stop shop. Everything's discounted, ready to go. And you don't have a one year sale. Okay. Not a once a year sale. No annual sale. Okay. Good. Got it. Good. Why would you lie about that? Like, why would you even say that? If you're such a big fan of TK Maxx, you would know they do not have an annual once a year sale. So much so that TK Maxx actually came out and refuted the statement that Harry made. Now, listen, everybody is going to be all over Harry right now because he's making a lot of accusations in his new memoir, Spare, just released this week. Um, there are a lot of accusations. I don't think it's the accusations that you would expect that he's making. I don't think there's anything groundbreaking in, in Spare. Um but let me give you guys a word of advice. If you are going to get the book, get the book, pick it up and read it. Do not get the audiobook and made the mistake I made because in chapter 43 on the Audible, he says, my penis was oscillating, sensitive and extremely traumatized. And he goes on to say that his friend suggested to put Elizabeth Arden cream on his penis. Um, <laughs> what is this what you wanted to put in your book because you could have made it a few chapters less and skipped over the frostbitten penis I think that I don't know where this was coming from and as I listened to the before that and I'm listening to after that I actually stopped after that for a minute because I was like do I need to continue listening to this because I'm not getting anything from it and what I feel that Harry and Megan are doing, and I like them both. I really do. I think their documentary on Netflix was fantastic. I think they are re relatable and they're fun. I just think they're having trouble articulating what they're trying to say and how they're trying to say it. Now, they have also backtracked on some of the racist claims and comments they made in the Oprah interview, now saying that the royal family is guilty of unconscious bias. So... It seems like they're just backtracking a little bit because the way it seemed in the Oprah interview, and it could have been editing, and a lot of people have pointed out in the comments, Oprah sometimes does this in her interviews. I've never seen her do something like that before, but I'm reading your comments. 
I just don't know where I sit with it. And I don't think we'll ever know. Now, listen, the royal family, they're not perfect. They are far from. Do they have a lot to answer for and a lot of accountability to take? Yeah. Also, where have you been hiding Andrew since the Jeffrey Epstein shit? Where? (laughs) Where's Andrew? What's he doing? Never to be seen again. He is banished to the castle forever. (laughs) I just wish that we would have a little more answers. I don't think we'll ever get them. Harry and Meghan will go on to express how they feel without expressing how they feel. Um, I saw a tweet, though, that someone said, I'm glad that Harry brought up unconscious bias. And I have to agree with that tweet. Because I think that is something that we all unconsciously suffer from. And that is probably the only thing I've gotten good out of the Harry and Meghan thing yet. I'm still trying to understand them. I'm going to finish the book. My question is, are you guys reading the book? Is it worth your money or your time? Let me know in the comments below. And thanks, guys, for joining me for my first hot, messy minute. We hope to do this every week. Let me know what you think about that. And we will see you all again soon. Have a great weekend. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.